0: Hey everyone, I'm talking to Craig Greenfield. He's the founder of Alongsiders International. They mobilize and equip young Christians in the developing world to walk alongside those who walk alone, specifically orphans and the vulnerable. Hey, Craig, can you start by telling us a little bit about what you guys do?
1: Sure. Um, So, Alongsiders is a discipleship movement. And basically, we challenge Christian youth around the world, mostly Asia and Africa, um, to take on one child each, one vulnerable child each from their own community um, as a little brother or little sister. So they encourage them, they love them, they walk alongside them, uh, they disciple them, and you know provide that kind of wraparound, kind of relationship, friendship, discipleship that um, can really transform a child's life. And because they're from the same community, they've gone through the same kind of things, we're equipping the youth at the same time as the children, um, so the alongsiders are anywhere from you know 18 to 30. So it's a fairly broad, broad uh, definition of youth, which uh, you find you tend to find in Asia and Africa, um, and they're coming alongside children who are anywhere between six and about 15, and uh, the, the, they're working through a curriculum. It takes them three years to work through a comic book curriculum. So once a month, they're receiving this this beautiful comic book written in their own heart language um, with a kind of very holistic discipleship curriculum that they move through. Um, everything from, you know, Jesus loves you, uh, Jesus cares for you, to health and hygiene. Here's some study skills. Uh, here are, you know, things around drugs and alcohol. So very, very holistic um, and it just provides a bit of structure to that relationship. And at the same time the young people are working through their own workbook that takes them deeper into those into those lessons as well. So they have a they have a deeper background kind of biblical understanding around that as well. And um, they're receiving certificates as they go through. So at the end of the day, what we see is two generations being transformed. Um, and what we love to see is those little brothers and sisters growing up, when they turn 16, they're eligible to become an alongside of themselves, um, and we've seen that happening over and over again. Here in Cambodia, we're, we're four generations deep, um, and in a couple of other countries, we're two or three generations deep as well. So that, to me, is kind of a sign of a self-propagating discipleship movement that's really transforming the lives of vulnerable children so we're, we're excited
0: that's cool uh can you tell me a little bit about the alongsiders or just origin story the what sorry the origin story
1: sure um so i'm a, i was born in canada but um grew up in new zealand you can probably hear the, that strange accent um but about 23 years ago i moved with my wife nay who's a um, refugee from Cambodia to New Zealand, uh, into uh, an urban slum here in Cambodia, in Phnom Penh, in the capital city. And I'd grown up um, really my parents had this what I what I would call radical hospitality, um, posture of radical hospitality, just welcoming in foster children throughout my childhood. Um, kids with various backgrounds, some with intellectual and physical disabilities as well. So a real heart for vulnerable children. So when we moved into the slum in Cambodia um, in the year 2000, that was kind of, there was a, you know, HIV AIDS was a major, major issue. A lot of children being orphaned. And um, so we began to um, work with the mission organization we were with and created um, one of the first community-based care for orphan projects in Cambodia. Um, but we saw that there was there was a gap there, you know, that, you know, children were, were being able to stay within their own families, but the kind of the social, emotional, and spiritual aspects um, were not always being met in a way that was really seeing transformation. And, you know, I was coming alongside kids in my own slum community and, you know, even as as someone who's full time dedicated to that, you know, you have a capacity of about twenty or thirty that you can come alongside. And I just began to pray and and ask the Lord, what, how are we going to reach the millions of children who who need this kind of support, who need an alongsider in their lives? And um, that's when I really saw my eye. God really opened my eyes to this untapped resource within the church of young people. I mean, yeah, everyone says they're, they're the church of tomorrow. And so they get overlooked today. And um, in Africa and Asia, you know, the church, the population is ridiculously young. And the church itself is very, very young. So we're kind of missing out on mobilizing one of the greatest resources in the church. So that's really what we did. We started with 10 young people, 10 young Cambodian Christians, and um, made a lot of mistakes Have figured it out. Um, over the years, and about 10 years ago, so that was 20, 22, 23 years ago, 10 years ago, this year, um, we we really sensed the Lord saying, this is not just for Cambodia, Um, people had been asking me, um, you know, as I would share about it in conferences, they're saying, we love this idea, can we do this here, Um, and so we just realized, this is something for the nations, and so, so for the last 10 years, it's really what's been happening again, kind of figuring out what it looks like. And then in the last two, three years, we're just experiencing phenomenal growth, you know, like doubling year on year. Um, so we're, we're in 30 countries now, um, thirty more than 30,000 children and young people right now today involved in this ongoing discipleship movement. And... Um, just gearing up for what God's doing, trying to trying to keep up with what God's doing. It's exciting.
0: It's really cool. Um, tell me a little bit about the nuts and bolts of besides mobilizing young people. You're providing yeah. uh, you're providing resources uh, through that through that curriculum, right? What what else yeah. What else is involved in just making it making it go? Um, there's
1: there's a heck of a lot <laughs> behind the scenes. It's a really simple idea. Um, but the logistics of it um, are very complex, and we run those out of what we call our support center in Cambodia. Um, but it's it's quite decentralised in that we have movement coordinators, and we have more. We started out kind of doing one discipleship movement per country, and we were like, okay, we've done Rwanda. And then we realised we're never going to reach saturation point and reach all of the children in Rwanda and all the vulnerable children with one movement. So then we started multiplying movements. In Rwanda now, we're up to seven different discipleship movements. They have about 7,000 alongsiders just there in Rwanda. Um, And so we need to figure out the logistics of how do we um, get comics to them printed in their hands. Um, And then there's the logistics around, you know, an annual camp, which just, make sure that their training is there, that they are having being, being acknowledged for what they're doing, they get a certificate, um, they can earn a diploma through a partner un, partner university. And then we want to do the best job possible that we can do to equip those young people. So we are creating animated training videos um, to, that we dub in their own languages. That's the great thing about animations, you can dub it into all kinds of languages. Um, to make sure that we're covering off all, this, all the things around, you know, child protection. How do you identify a child who's being abused? And these alongsiders are identifying children who are being abused. Just this morning, um, I received word about a, a little girl in Tanzania, a 12-year-old girl named Juliana, who read our comic. It's, I think it's the third comic in the series about, you know, um, good touch, bad touch, you have a right to not be abused in any way. And she revealed to her alongside her and her mother that her stepfather had been raping her. And so we just found this out this morning, obviously we then go and work with local agencies for intervention. And that's a common story, Uh, another little girl um, was being molested by the motorbike driver who took her to school each day. She realized when she read that comic book that that was that she didn't have to put up with that. Wow. So um, these comic books are transformational. We're We're working through, we want to do as good a job at equipping the alongsiders through all kinds of materials in their own heart language so that they can come alongside these kids and really invest in their lives. Wow. There's a lot more to it logistically. We have all kinds of stuff going on behind the scenes, but you can of course, ask whatever you want detail. Yeah,
0: that sounds that sounds. So when you say you have seven, um, you use the one example. You said you had seven movements. Does that mean there's yeah. a, a, a a coordinator of each of those movements? Is that is that how you determine yes. that?
1: Got yep. So they have we have movement coordinators. Then we have area reps below them. So then we have area reps, and then we have group leaders. And then with, and the group leaders are alongside us themselves. Um, and kids move up through the movement. So here in yeah. Cambodia, we have our first little brother who has worked his way up and is about to become a movement coordinator. That's cool. Which is super cool. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And then higher than that, we have regional coordinators. So we have an Asia regional coordinator, and then we have three African regional coordinators for
0: different parts, and we have a European coordinator as well. Are you sending coordinators, or are you partnering and no. finding people on the ground somehow? They are.
1: They are. They are local. They tend to be movement coordinators themselves, who have just you know these these people are wise, experienced, and then they will. So we didn't initially appoint regional coordinators until it got so big that we needed that kind of thing, and then we appointed them from amidst the leaders. There in Africa, we, have, we also have African elders. Um, and um the movement coordinators there in Africa have chosen some of their wise their wisest ones to kind of provide that eldership type role as well.
0: So, how do you determine when you just when you decide to move into a new area and you have no network on the ground, how do you start to put in roots there?
1: um we we tend not to do it that way um because we're we're not trying to start anything that's that's not. And wanting to be started. So it, what what happens is it, it spreads through word of mouth. So um, this movement coordinator will say, hey, look, I'm here in Burundi, but I know this, this man or this woman um, over in Kenya who would be amazing. You know, they're already involved in, you know, World Without Orphans. They're already working with this and that. Um, they would be great. So they tell that person we, we say, okay, we'll let them know. And they tell that person. And then if that person is motivated enough and um, you know keen, then they'll apply to us. And then we will take them through a whole onboarding process. We do an alignment survey to make sure they're kind of on the same page on a whole bunch of stuff as well. So it just mainly spreads through word of mouth. And we've just learned that when we try to push it into a new territory, we've tried to do that, but... Um, for us, one of our core principles is local ownership, and if it's not initiated by them, we just find they don't quite have that same le- that same level of ownership.
0: Yeah, I love that. So it sounds like you guys are growing, but you're not growing by driving. You're simply facilitating what God is doing, right? And and stewarding yeah. those things. Yeah, that's and- right. Very cool. Yeah, I love it, man. Um, well, I won't keep you long. I just wanted to uh, add a little bit of a personal touch to what we. Um, to what we've already yeah. been doing um, and and as we dig in and learn more about you guys. Um, is it possible for us to, is there a place online or somewhere that I can access some of the comic book resources or something like that, just to get a sample of what that looks like?
1: For sure. Um, well, what we can do is I'll send, I'll send you some links. That would be perfect.
0: Yeah. yeah, that would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. And man. I'll hey.
1: send you some links for like animated training videos that we use and that kind of stuff as well
0: yeah amazing. Craig, can I pray for you real quick before we go? Love it. love it. yeah, thanks, John. Jesus, we thank you so much for Craig and the work of alongsiders what they are doing. Lord, would you would you continue to empower them by your spirit? Lord, thank you for um, the heart that you've given Craig for this ministry, Lord, and as they continue to grow, would you give them wisdom? And just to know what you're doing, Lord. We thank you so much. We thank you for it. We thank you for uh, the blessing that it is for us to be just a small part of it. And, um, yeah, would you bless and keep Craig and, and, and this ministry in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Amen. Bless you guys.